Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, girl. Oh my gosh, you're so loud. <laughs> Wait, really? No, you're fine. I can hear you though. Okay, welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, let me do my introduction real quick. Hold on. <laughs> Wait, um, is this being this whole thing being recorded? Yes, it starts moving oh. on. Side test. <gasps> Anyways, um, welcome Uh-oh. everyone to Talia Hope's podcast. My name is Talia Hope, and I am the host of this podcast. And I'm excited for my special guest today, which is Ari. Well, I call her that, but she is a special person to me, and I'm excited to have you on my podcast. Mm-hmm. And we finally I'm so excited to be here to actually do it <laughs> in a day because she's so busy. And is like in love and everything above, you know. But anyways, I'm excited to have you on my podcast and just to hang out and have a little, you know, kind of catch up, honestly. Like, because these podcasts, they literally just catch up with the person that's on here with life and stuff. So anyways, introduce yourself. Tell us what you like, you know. Oh yards. my goodness. I'm so excited and I'm like nervous. So this whole thing is being recorded and then you just post it? Yeah, I just posted just so my followers. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, well, my name is Ariadna Gutierrez. Um, Talia calls me Ari. Only she can call me that. <laughs> um, sorry, everyone. Um, I don't know what else about myself. I just transferred from BYU Hawaii uh, to BYU Idaho Online, and I actually graduate this year. Yeah, and I'm super excited. And so I'm a senior right now, at BYU Idaho, and aspiring to go to business school or law school. And so I'll be applying to that and starting that not this fall, but the following fall of 2022. And I met Talia through uh, church, through our young single adult ward, and she is a warrior and a firecracker and oh just like everyone's everyone's friend. And so Not she's amazing. And okay, let me let me um, rephrase <laughs> that. Um, when she is your friend, she will literally die for you. But if you're Pretty. not her friend, then she'll probably be the person that you kill. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. No, I mean, it depends. I'm very picky when it comes to people, but yeah, yeah. it's true. And she's very sensitive to other people and, her emo- and their emotions. I, like, vouch for them. She always knows what you need. Like, she is just so wonderful and so. Oh my gosh. I'm really excited to be a part of this. This is so fun. <laughs> I know. It's actually a lot of people get a lot of views. Like this season has been crazy. My third season and with all my guest stars, it's been crazy. Like there's been a ton of views and listeners, which I'm super mm. excited for. But let's fighting. get straight to it. Cause oh, I dear. Know- okay. <laughs> okay so uh, one thing i know about you is that you love boys <laughs> ever since i've known you you were just yeah but how is it being a full-on 
stable. I don't know if it's stable, like a great relationship. Because <laughs> I'm gonna know. So. I am literally dead. I love you so much. Um. <laughs> so a little background on our relationship. We got set up on a blind date. Um, I was kind of like. Mm, yeah I mean I guess I'll go like I wasn't really excited like I had a lot of people tell me I asked a lot of people I was like what is he like like what does he like to do and my friends were like everyone I asked that goes to his ward they're like no absolutely not like he is so reserved and so quiet like you two would not match and someone was like, he's like the dry version of like stale, like the human version of like dry stale oatmeal. Oh my god! I was like, isn't that so rude? I was like, okay, well, I really appreciate the honesty though. At least I knew like what I was getting myself into. And I was like, I kind of was at this point though where like, I just didn't care. And you already know, like, I love boys, super boy crazy. Super boy crazy guys. Like, <laughs> I think you and Lynette literally win for the years of my two friends that are super boy crazy. I don't know. I think I think I win just a little bit more. Yeah, Lynette's not but, as um, as you, but but I'm not trying to win. I'm not trying to win this, but um. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um. <laughs> We've been dating for some time, and so, well, yeah, we went on this date, and I came, you already know I'm boy crazy, and I came to this point where I was like, oh, I just didn't care to date, Leah, and, like, that's never happened in my life. I just came to a point where I was like, I don't really care to date anymore. Like, yeah. dating sucks, and you already know you're in Vegas, like, you're a Latter-day Saint, and you know that dating here in Vegas really, really sucks. Well, I mean, lot. I don't really and care. <laughs> to date <laughs> everyone knows that about me I'm not I date my career I could date myself I'm, honestly I know people are missing out though like I you're gonna have this like this someone warrior princess but no okay, anyways <laughs> so I just came to this point why I just didn't really care to date anymore mm-hmm. and that's never happened in my life I was just kind of like ugh and I had a lot of people not a lot of people let's be honest but some people that, you know, were asking me out and I was like, you know, I'm not really dating right now. I'm going to the BYU Hawaii in a few, in a few months. I just don't want to start something that I can't finish. I think that's fair for you to know now rather than later. I'm not really interested in dating. And just like, I said no to pretty much anyone, everyone. And then I was so not up for dating and my friends... Shout out to Max and Les. We're like, you should really go on a date with this guy. You'll really hit it off. And I was like, okay, I've been told this about 20 million people, but I'm in our work, so I guess I'll go. Just to show the Lord that I'm trying, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, to show him, like, okay, my father, like, I guess I'm ready for blessings. Mm. But not really. I don't really want to go do this. And so we oh this the day of this so he went to utah to go visit some family and we went we were texting back and forth like i got his number and then okay the first time we we're supposed to go on a date was a double date and then i was not feeling hot that day and i was like 
I'm not going to fake me liking this guy. Well, I don't fake liking guys. You already know where my heart is sleep. But it's like, I'm not going to fake being a happy, jolly person while I'm literally in pain and have to be around this guy that I just met and will probably never go on a date with again for an hour. And then I have to eat. I was like, ugh, I'm canceling. So I canceled the date. And we ended up rescheduling. And it turns out that I got this super bad grade at BYU Hawaii, like online for my accounting class. And I was just so bummed out. And that was a night that I had, like, the date with Nick. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I really, like, don't want to go on this date right now. And he never, he, like, didn't text me, like, this whole time about this date. So I was so relieved because I was like, he forgot. That's what I was thinking. And then, lo and behold, at 5 o'clock, like, two hours before the date, he texted me. And he was like, hey, so sorry, work has been crazy. Um, These are the plans that I've made. And he gave me his whole itinerary about what we're doing on this date. And I was like, crap, I thought this homeboy forgot. <laughs> That's and, what you get. <laughs> and then I texted all my friends and I was like, what do I do? And all my friends that knew him were like, not worth it. Don't even go. And then I asked my one friend who was like, Ariadna, you can't cancel a date that you just rescheduled two hours before. Like, that's not fair. And that's rude. And I was like, okay, granted, that's a good point. It's not his fault. I failed my accounting test. Why not fail it? But I didn't get a good grade on it. So I felt like I failed. And I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to pray about it. And I'll see. I haven't gotten down on time. I really don't want to go on dates with anyone right now. And I just want to show the Lord I'm trying. So I prayed and asked the Lord. And I was like, my father, what do I do? I like, I've never prayed about a date in my life. And so I was like, what do I do? I don't really want to go. But I also don't want to be unfair to this person. I kind of want to show you that I'm trying, but not really. <laughs> and the Lord was like, oh, trust me. Like, you're going to want to go. And I was like, okay, not the response I was expecting. Kind of mad now. Oh my and gosh. then I went... I went on this date and we just like hit it off. Like it just felt so right and so comfortable. I've never felt that way. And so, yeah, he has been such a blessing and he's so kind and like truly reminds me of the savior and is always thinking about other people and wants to serve other people. Like he is just a sweetheart. And so, it's been so great. It's been a few months now, and I'm really happy. So when's the wedding? Just tell me the wedding. <laughs> <Let me know. laughs> no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> so just, I wanted to ask you a question. It popped in my mind. Has it been hard? Oh, dear. Like, being, you know, we're LDS, and, like, yeah. our, well, you're a convert, too. But, like, mm-hmm. while we grow up, we're so, like, say get married, have babies, eternal, like, get married in the temple. Do you think that affects everyone? Because I feel like there's so much pressure on some people that really, like, go look for a man after everything. And, like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying, like, sometimes we just need to stop looking and it'll, like, pop up right then and there. You know, because I have a lot of friends that, like, they get married early that's totally cool. Like, mm-hmm. da, da, da. but then it has the friends that were there are my age, and you're mm-hmm. like, people look at you and they're like, why aren't you married? You know, why don't you have kids? You know, yeah. 
So I feel like, do you, do you feel as a person, there's a lot of pressure from the church? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that, and I know like the church is true. I'm not taking anything away from the church. Like I, I'm a convert to the church. I knew that the church is true because it was taught to me through the spirit of the Lord. I know in my heart that Joseph Smith saw Heavenly Father Jesus Christ. Like, I know that Jesus Christ died for us. I have not a single doubt in my mind about that. I do know, however, that people are imperfect. Um, And sometimes the culture, a lot of times, actually, Mm -hmm. it's so pressuring. Like, it's pressuring for perfection. It's pressuring for, like, I remember one time when Nick and I went to like a couple's game night. And we've been dating for, I don't know, like three months, four months, something around there. And, you know, clearly we're together because we want this to be a long-term thing, but we're we're still early dating, you know? And so we're getting to know each other, really want to make sure this is right. And we walk into a game night, maybe like our second month of dating. And it was just a couple's game night. And... As soon as we walked in, someone said, hey, this is the rings only club. Shut up. Where's your ring? And I was like, and you already know me. Like, I'm definitely bold. Not as bold as Talia. Not as fierce as Talia. She but is bold. I'm, like, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm climbing there. Say? What did you just say? <laughs> I had so many thoughts in my head to reply back. And so then I, like, looked at him, and I was like, I'm not rushing. And I was like, and aside from that, what is six months of dating in the scope of eternity? Mm. And he was, like, very taken aback. Because it's true. It's like, I mean, realistically, he and I are not going to get married in a month or two months. And we don't want that. And that's okay. Because dating is like a growing stage and mind you this couple like met they started dating dated for like three weeks and then got married like a month after and this was like all around the time like nicholas and i started dating i was like i was so close to being like okay well maybe if you weren't a ding dong and literally (laughs) got married like three weeks after getting you know like six weeks after knowing each other like that's not for everyone and granted like yes there are people who know right away and there are people who want to act upon knowing Mm -hmm. right away and that's okay that's not what i want to do and it's okay to let other people take their own time like i just there's so much pressure for perfection in Mm -hmm. so many different things there's so much pressure for looking a certain way acting a certain way and it's just like not fair and it's not fair to put that unnecessary pressure on someone that just like is recently dating because I was talking to Nick and at his firm anyone he's told that he's dating someone they say oh that's cool like what is she like but in the church when he says like Oh, I've been dating sound like so when are you getting married? I know. Like it's just isn't that so sad that that's like the first question. Like, why rush? Like, it's okay to take your time. Like, it really is a marathon, not a sprint. It's just it's sad. I like I heard a podcast that I made 
um in my season two about the norms and the groups that the church has put us in since we were little because like mm-hmm. you as a convert you weren't didn't grow up in that box of being like as a kid and so like as a kid we always we thought this was the right way like it is mm-hmm. the right way for some people I I do believe that and like I will yeah I have a testimony of God like all of that but there yeah. are some norms that like are very hard for some people to be like to do like it's just not a thing like some people don't want to get married like honestly yes I'd love to get married down the road have my kids and stuff like that but like I'm never like I don't look for that like in my life I honestly don't look for that (laughs) I'm still living my life and I'm I'm still in a career that I've literally worked for and I don't care about it and like maybe one day it's gonna like hit me in the face but other than that it's just like it's like I've I know so many people that I just like they're fixing it they're like have an addiction it's just date and date and date and date and I'm just like dude like rejected and they get rejected and rejected and rejected and it's just like hey you know yeah for sure for sure like a serial dater yeah and And it's just interesting to me I don't know but like I don't know I just want to bring it up with you because like I've known you so long and I know that you're a boy crazy but you're not as crazy as like other people I've met you know and yeah and then now that you're in a full-on relationship it's like really cool like I'm really happy for you because you seem so happy and it's just I'm so happy it's honestly amazing maybe I should have served a mission I think it's the guys I think serving a mission you find your eternal companion like right after (laughs) just yeah (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Calm down. <laughs> it's the glow. It's the glow. I'm joking. It was a joke, but but honestly, I'm just glad you're. I really wanted to talk to you about that. I've I wanted to ask you that question. I was like, oh, on the podcast, I'm going to ask for that because it's yeah. good to hear like other people support that that little norm that everyone puts us in. Of mm-hmm. why aren't you guys married? Like, homie, we've been only dating. Like, I honestly think. For me, to be able to date someone and get to know them, it, like, is more than a year. Like, yeah, that's just me personally, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And, like, I have a good friend who is, like, you know, after three months of dating, you kind of know. Like, you're kind of like, okay, yeah, this has been, like, I was listening to, who was it? He was, like, Steve Harvey, and he said, like, the average time when someone knows is like, I think it was like a hundred something days, which is like about, you know, three, four months, give or take. And my friend, she said, just because you know, doesn't mean you have to rush. She's like, because there's so many things. Like I talked to her boyfriend. She was like, I'm so glad. Like we are both working out different things right now, you know, like with, her anxiety and like with mm-hmm. her coping with certain things now because mm-hmm. it like and you already know me I definitely have chronic stress like I stress out over everything like that's just like my personality and I'm like mm-hmm. learning through that learning to cope with that through therapy I'm learning to cope with so many you know different traumas I've experienced in my life and it's important especially if you struggle with things like that 
they'll mm-hmm. know how to manage and cope with it before you get married because it's just going to get worse. I agree like, with you a hundred percent. And so many people don't. And it's like, why don't you take your time to like, and right now that's what I'm doing. I'm like, I don't want it to be like this thing. And you, I've started, and I've served a mission. So I know what it's like to be with someone all the time. I know what it's like to have a companion. And there's so many things I just like learned on myself about myself and about other people that I wouldn't have learned if I hadn't served a mission. And I'm so grateful that now I'm like, okay, I know the things that bug me. And I know the things that I say can bug other people as well. And having that under control is so crucial because I want to like get to the point where I can manage and I know what to do in certain situations because so many people think, and like my same friend, um, she's amazing. She was like, so many people think, oh my gosh, we're going to get married and it's going to solve our problems. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that is not what is going to happen. Like, you getting married is not going to solve your problems. Like, in fact, you're probably going to have, like, 30,000 more things to juggle because now you add in kids to the picture, you add in a mortgage mm-hmm. to the picture, you add in car payments to the picture. If you're both in school, that's even harder. And it's just, like, not a solution to all things. Especially, and now if you have, you know bipolar disorder that's not diagnosed or you have really bad anxiety disorder that you never took care of or learned how to cope with it's just going to be a big mess <laughs> um you know me and you know my whole life story I 100% yeah. agree like for me like I always struggle with dating because at my mind I always like think about everything I have gone through my trauma and it like mm-hmm. scares me like personally like really actually it scares me to share that whole entire life with somebody else that like mm-hmm. I don't want their burden like th- my burden to be on them and it's like it mm-hmm. really makes it hard for me to like realize that like when you find the one that that's like gonna be important but it's also just so like sacred and private for yourself especially those Mm -hmm. that have suffered from like really traumatic experiences like Mm -hmm. it's just hard like for me I always Mm -hmm. am very like I put my guard up so fast when I like meet guys or I have like a thing for a guy yeah it goes really great same thing because it just scares me because I'm just like when they find the real thing like the real person that they have liked and then they see the real me it's like like are you gonna stay or are you gonna leave like that's the yeah. that's literally what I think about like are you gonna like yeah. break my heart it's like a fear of abandonment just, yeah should I just tell you now of everything that's going on or like what I've gone through or should I wait down the road yeah. when it's like you guys are super in love like you're like in love and then all of a sudden he's just like and it, I shouldn't say that because, like, it, and you know, like, you never know. But it's just a yeah. fear for people that have gone through, like, childhood trauma or just a traumatic experience that has dealt with them having to, like, fight for themselves and become really independent. And, like, you know that, yeah. too. Like, that's what we share really well. And yeah. so it's just very interesting to, like, see my friends like you or other people I know that have dealt with stuff. And, like, Mm -hmm. see them, like, grow in relationships. Because for me, I'm just like, oh, that's awesome. 
but for me it's always like it's also like if it can work with them like maybe it can Mm -hmm. work with me you know like I don't know that's how I feel sometimes you know yeah I love that and like I know exactly what you're talking about because Mm -hmm. anyone who's dealt with like traumatic experiences or like okay and you know being a convert to the church you've done a thing we've both you know done a thing or two and mm-hmm. like it's hard to date sometimes this community because there's so many people that frankly if you judge someone's past mm-hmm. i don't think you understand the significance and the really true importance of the atonement I because agree. you've never had to go through that yourself and it like is so sanctifying and so, like, glorious to be able to use the atonement of Jesus Christ and say, oh, my goodness, like, I am fully repented. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that what I have done is wrong. And it sucks, you know, living with that fear, because I definitely had that fear for a long time, of, like, truly repenting and then finding someone, you know, like, having the fear of finding someone that doesn't believe that what you've done in the past is okay mm-hmm. and it just like is a fear that i'm sure a lot of converts or a lot of people that have returned to the church or you know are struggling have dealt with and it's just like i remember my second date with nick it just like felt so right and we were driving home and he was like he said something i said i can't remember what i said i said oh yeah Nick, we never took that that one personality quiz we were talking about. Mm-hmm. And he was like, ah, oh, you're right. And this was like maybe 10 minutes away from my house. And he was like, well, maybe we can just do it next time. You know, kind of hinting at another date. And I was like, and then it like hit me because I was like, I've never been on a third date with anyone. Like, date, you know, dating someone in the church, I never have. And so... I was very honest with him and I was like, you know, I told him what my plan was with school and he said, okay, that's fine. Like, I don't mind the distance. And I told him like about my past. And it was just like on the second date, like it just felt so right. And I was like, I can't believe I'm literally opening my heart up to this person being like, this is what I've mm-hmm. done. This is what I've gone through. And like, he did the exact same thing and he was so understanding. And that's, and I was that's like, a keeper not expecting that at all like he was like and he just like brought up the atonement and he was like i know the atonement is real i know that forgiveness is real and i was like what like i've never experienced that and so it was just so sweet like i'm literally feeling the spirit just like sharing this and like on this date i was like he's really like okay with this and he's like well are you truly repentant i was like yeah i'm like i really really am and he was like okay then like if the Lord's not worrying about it, then, like, why should I? And I it's just, love like, that. so comforting. He is, like, a powerhouse, I'm telling you. He's amazing. And he's perfect for you. Like, honestly, just hearing that story just gave me chills. Because, like, it's, like, from where we come from and our backgrounds and our history, it's just mm-hmm. really important to have someone that's, like, it's okay. Like, I get it. You know, like, just someone that understands instead of someone that's trying to fix you, or keep fixing you, or someone that's trying to tell you what to do. And what's wrong with you. Yeah. 
it's just so nice to have just someone just sit there and just listen and be like okay and just accept it and you're just I love that and it just ugh it's (laughs) I hear it (laughs) (laughs) I I can't I'm so happy like it makes me happy that um that I just know that you're in a good place in your life right now and that you have found someone that really respects you as a person and as you know um a child of god that's like so important i feel like so (laughs) thank you so much you're so sweet no i just like it's exciting you've changed a lot since i've known you like it's crazy for sure we've changed so much throughout the years and yeah we both have thank goodness yeah thank goodness right if we didn't change there's a problem there's literally i completely agree (laughs) i completely agree uh but i think that was a really important topic because i really wanted to talk to you about that topic too i was like oh because we were like trying to figure out what to talk about and i was like i should bring that up because art is really like you're a powerhouse like guys this girl like i'm i'm not as a powerhouse but you're like amazing so and she's very spiritual too (laughs) as you can tell (laughs) like i haven't once in this podcast and i usually am a sailor in my other podcasts so you you haven't what once in this podcast once. Oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you. I know. And I'm Look like, how far you've come. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I should talk to you more often. <laughs> but yeah. I love you. I can't believe it. Well, let me just goes- know when like the wedding is and just send me like an invitation or anything. I mean like You're down the so road. Dumb. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're so silly. <laughs> But yeah, maybe, maybe eventually, not anytime soon. <laughs> I know I'm joking. See, that's the funny part is that we can joke about it. But when somebody else tries to say something, we're like, excuse you. <laughs> like, no, for sure. <laughs> kind of like, okay, part. I don't even know you. But... Even know you. And you just bite their head off. That's perfect. That's awesome. It's yeah, it's like, that's like exactly how it goes. Actually, so. I know. Um, did um, I remember you texting? Do you have questions for me? I'm I was confused. Like, oh my gosh, I'm excited. Oh no, are we doing like a questionnaire for me or are we doing it for you? We can do it for both, but I okay. like just love. I wanna, I never asked you this, I honestly don't even know. Like, what is your whole like adoption story? Like, how did you come to the US? Like, I don't even know. Like, I know you said one day you're going to tell me, and then we just yeah. got super busy. And so, my I just like, don't story. even know that story. I love my adoption story. Honestly, adoption is like the biggest blessing in my life. And that's one of the reasons why I believe in God and in, I believe in His miracles because of my adoption. But yes, um, I, was, I was born in Samoa, Western Samoa, and I was the 12th child I was the youngest and mm-hmm. um a lot of people don't understand like western Samoa is very it's not poor like there's a lot of there's everyone loves each other it's super happy but just to come conditions having a lot of kids you have to take care mm-hmm. of them feed them clothe them you know 
And a lot of my siblings that were older than me would go to different families to be raised. But there's some of them that stayed there. So I was six months old when actually, it's crazy, my grandparents on my dad's side, my adopted dad, um, Brother Mm -hmm. Barnes, his parents, which are my grandparents, um, served a LDS mission, a couple's mission in Samoa. And that's mm-hmm. how they found me. They met my no family. Mm-hmm. They met my family and they're talking and my parents really how wanted old you to at adopt. This time? I was six months old. So I was wow. a baby. So I practically was kind of just born, but six months. I was a big baby. It looked like I was probably one, honestly. <laughs> but um, <laughs> my parents were wanting to adopt a diff- another kid because they just adopted my sister and my brother. And they wanted another mm-hmm. one, but they're having issues trying to find, like, find an adoption that was, like, people want, they're just having issues trying to find someone mm-hmm. in an agency. And so mm-hmm. my grandparents just had this conversation about, like, how my parents wanted to adopt and my birth parents, um, oh, this is, like, crazy to talk about because I always get a little bit emotional but like my birth parents um they decided out of their hearts and because of love to let this family take me to america mm-hmm. and they were they prayed were they also it. members of the church yes so my family is members of church so that my siblings they're all members and they mm-hmm. really prayed about and fasted and I remember talking to one of my brothers, Fuatau, about this story Mm -hmm. over Messenger a couple years ago, and he was so mad. Like, my siblings were so angry at my parents because they didn't understand, like, how can you give up one of your kids to a random family that Mm -hmm. doesn't even know us? And then my parents told them, like, my dad, my dad told them, like, you have to have faith, faith in God Mm -hmm. that everything will work out in the long run. And so Mm -hmm. as a gift, they gave me and then they gave their a pineapple to my parents. And this pineapple, they've been they've been growing for years and Mm -hmm. they wanted to use it for a special occasion. And so the special occasion, they told my parents, like, our special occasion is for you guys because we know, like, you're the right family for our daughter. Like, we know Mm -hmm. and God has told us and we felt the spirit that you guys need to raise our our daughter and you guys will be great parents. And so my parents literally just, they couldn't take care of me. And like, I'm not like mad about that. A lot of people always ask like, aren't you mad? But I'm not because in Mm -hmm. like my dad said, my birth dad said, and God, you must trust in the process. And my journey from now, from then to now has been a blessing because I have mm-hmm. been able to be very open to being different and to be growing mm-hmm. up with, with like just hot, like hard things in my life. Like I had to grow up really mm-hmm. fast to figure it out. Like mm-hmm. if you guys don't know, my, my parents are white. So I come from a white family and I'm 100% Samoan. Like if you look at me, if you hear me, if you see me talk – they would everyone would expect me I grew up in like I grew up in a Polynesian family but then when Mm -hmm. I come to bring my parents around and my 
they realize that oh they're all adopted or like oh what like they get confused which is so funny to me but um but like also my siblings are all adopted too so like my mom can have kids and stuff and so we were all adopted Mm -hmm. and then after six months I they went through the whole process of international adoption and it actually Mm -hmm. went by super fast um it's my at the end my parents home when they got back but I came home with my grandparents after they served their mission so and Mm -hmm. they came home with me and it was and then I went through the whole USA um whatever it's called like becoming a citizen and mm-hmm. yeah that's how I end up in US and America and honestly like for me you know this we've talked about this like America is so much like I have such a deeper feeling for America and to be a part of this yeah. this freedom and this um place that everyone dreams about because I'm for I'm sure. like my first descendant here as a U.S. citizen you know and it's like it's for a privilege sure. So that's my adoption story. And it's just an awesome, it's been an awesome, it's just been awesome. Like I still keep in touch with my siblings as much as I can in Samoa. Uh, my parents passed away. My mom passed away when I was a freshman in college and my dad passed away when I was a junior in high school. And they, wow. they have always been really close. Like I've always been able to feel their spirits really close to me throughout growing wow. up. And it's funny, like, my parents are deciding to move, and they're cleaning out the house, and we actually just found my mom's, my birth mom's wedding ring, and she no gave way. it to a gift for me when I get older to have and to wear, and just to remember her, and it has a little P in it, and it's engraved, it's made out of turtle shell, and I actually mm-hmm. have it on now, like, it's literally on my finger, and it was really cool, because, like, as they're cleaning out, cleaning out their house, they've been finding the gifts that my parents have given to me for adoption that they mm-hmm. forgot to like, you know, it's, I'm older, you know, and like they found a necklace and it was just really cool to like, That's to, you know, have that, this, um, all of that. So it's been a great, it was great. Like adoption is really sacred in my heart. Like I have a very big passion for adoption and and just it's awesome so yeah that's super cool wow thank you you for sharing that (laughs) oh well thanks for asking this is so weird it's my podcast so it feels like I'm on the hot spot it's weird (laughs) (laughs) so like what was it like then like having so many siblings that were adopted and like how many siblings did you have and where were they all from and how did that like impact you well, my brother, we'll start with the oldest. A lot of people don't know that we have an older brother, um, Shane, but Shane was actually my older brother. He mm-hmm. is actually, he didn't, there's nothing. He is my older brother and he actually came from foster care and he was 11 years old when my parents adopted him. And mm-hmm. then my next one would be Cassidy, which is my sister. And she mm-hmm. was a baby when they adopted her and she was the first one they adopted. So Shane was and the last is she one from they the adopted. US? Yes, she's from Utah. And my brother's from Utah too. No, my sister was born in Oregon, but they are all through LDS um, adoption. 
So their moms, wow. my Logan is the one that's closest to me. Logan's like my best friend. The one that mm-hmm. everyone knows mostly about. The one that was a Marine and stuff. He, mm-hmm. Logan is from Utah as well. And mm-hmm. Logan and Cassie were both babies when they got adopted. And their mm-hmm. par- their parents, their moms were like 16. So they mm-hmm. they had a closed adoption. Um, my sh- Shane is a little bit different. That's like a whole other story too. Yeah. But like I grew up with Shane throughout my life um, until we moved to Vegas. Like I grew up with him just for holidays and week, like birthdays and stuff. He was in my life mm-hmm. when I was little, but like things happened um, with like, some things with him and my family and my parents so it was like Mm -hmm. we had to get him back to foster care and it was like Mm -hmm. a big moment in our lives especially for my parents um because it was a hard time but like it was like either you keep on wasting your energy on somebody or you save three other kids type of deal yeah it it was just like it was yeah, but, like, I love my brother Shane, and I always love him, and I always, always have love for him because he's my brother, mm-hmm. and we're adopted, and we're sealed, so we're all sealed together. So, wow. but me, my, my, me, Cassie, and Logan are, like, the three amigos. We're, like, we're best friends. We've been best friends since growing up. Actually, honestly, sometimes, like, my brother and my sister are the only ones that I feel really close to in life because of what we had to do uh, go through with adoption because mm-hmm. we're a blended family like so yeah. my parents were very white oh they're white my brother is white but my sister is half hispanic so like she's half hispanic no yeah and then i'm full Samoan. so like my brother really looks like my pa- my parents and then my sister looks like them sometimes until summertime because she gets more tan so she gets Mm -hmm. darker so we Mm -hmm. just grew up kind of different like we all knew we were different and like especially me personally like I can't talk for my parent my sister or my parents or my siblings for me personally Mm -hmm. it was my parents were very open with my culture and that's why I have the tendencies of being Samoan and like I have the tendencies of knowing the language, knowing the background of everything, knowing my culture really well is because my parents invested me to know it when I was young. They never hid it from me. They were very supportive. And that's why a lot of people get confused when they look at me because they're like, she's so Samoan. But then when they see me and start hanging out with me like individually, they start seeing my two different sides of like being raised yeah. by a white family, not being raised by a Polynesian family. There's differences, you know? Oh, and absolutely. For me, like my siblings, like Cassie and Logan, we've been through so much growing up that like it were like inseparable. Like we, mm-hmm. we just have an understanding for each other. Like we'll get in fights and we'll do this, but like I've never learned like to know unconditional love from my family mm-hmm. like there's just always unconditional love from my parents like we've, I've always felt it and I've always never felt different like I've been proud to be different and that was one thing mm-hmm. that our family was like we are always proud like people will 
look at us weird when we're together like especially with their kids now like people will be like oh like I wonder what's who's who you know but like we don't care Mm -hmm. like we've just lived that life for so long that it's just like it's a normal for us it may not be normal for other people but we support each other like a hundred percent and so we're so close like I think for me I'm super close to my siblings I love them and for me they are like a hundred percent like blood related to me and they're my siblings like yes Mm -hmm. I have birth family and I have birth siblings but like my sister my brother like my adopted family will always be like that family that I was raised in and very proud to be you know a part of so Mm -hmm. especially with my dad like if anyone's met my dad like he is the most amazing humble spiritual giant in the world like he's the biggest example and I think for us like growing up with our dad and especially our mom like she was super she's super faithful too but like having a dad that's super spiritual and in the church and in tune with the spirit has been Mm -hmm. a huge difference too for all of us for sure wow thank you for sharing that that's (laughs) so crazy I love that though I like love that though because it like gives you perspective on like that things like that are learned in the home you know yeah. To like really learn to love other people regardless of their background, regardless of the culture, regardless of like what they've gone through and just really love them for them. And yeah, I wish everyone was that, like that too. Absolutely. And yeah. I'm sure that's like something that's learned in the home, you know, mm-hmm. as you can see from personal experience that yeah, you like, learn that from your home. Well, I was like, I've been bullied in my life. I've been called different. I've been laughed at because of my skin color um, mm-hmm. in Utah. And especially like different. growing up, you know, like in a predominantly like mm-hmm. white area. Yeah. Like my whole, like if you look at pictures with like my parents' family, with my extended family, literally I was the only dark one. Literally. Yeah. And I was just that kid. And yes it's different when people don't like our family was used to it because I grew up with them but like Mm -hmm. when you're out in public and people like blended families weren't a thing back then it it like people thought I was lost at stores they'd ask me come up to me and be like do you need your parents like do you want me to find them and my dad's standing right next to me and so, like, I'm like my dad, and my dad's like, "Oh no, That's like she's mine." So and I'm like, sad. oh, okay. Like, it's just like you learn, you you get used to it after a while. And I think that was one of the biggest things that I I caught up when caught on when I was little. And that's why mm-hmm. I'm very like defend, not defensive, but I'm very like the way I am, like how my attitude is and how my personality is. Like, I don't take no, like, crap from people because I've had to learn that since I was little because I was different. Yeah. Like, I know I'm different, but, like... For sure. I, and you had to grow up yeah. a lot faster. hmm Yeah. I really had to grow up a lot faster. It's crazy because I've... I'm, like, 26, and I've learned... I've literally learned so many lessons that a lot of people to this day haven't learned. 
and it's crazy to me like sometimes I'm like oh and like even my friends sometimes are like what like holy shit like dang Talia like you (laughs) sorry like you've just been through (laughs) so much and like I'm not the type to like say anything I'm very like reserved and it's really Mm -hmm. about all my like friends and family like I don't like being the spotlight but it's 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 a lot like you just have to grow up and just keep going through the uncomfortable situations and I think that's why I'm so good at uncomfortable situations and just throwing myself in fear because I've had to literally live in fear most of my life so it's just a thing (laughs) it's just normal it's not normal but it's normal yeah I can hear you can you hear me can you hear me? Okay, I can hear you now. Sorry, it like <laughs> cut out for a little bit. I yeah, like, I what just, happened? <laughs> I was just saying that um, it's just a normal thing for me, you know, to be for sure, you know. So it's whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. Do you think that you know because this is a lesson that you learned because of you know adoption? Um, how different do you ever think and reflect and think you know how different would my life be if sorry my dogs just saw me they got excited Um, how different would my life be if I grew up in Samoa rather than here in Las Vegas oh it'd be so different like I think I would still be very blessed to be up there but I definitely don't think I'd had the right necessary skills or like education to go like I probably wouldn't even wouldn't even experience BYU Hawaii Mm -hmm. and I like honestly I'm I'm pretty much blind (laughs) I wear glasses and contacts and like I wouldn't have able to have seen because there's nothing there you know but also like just different things like braces having braces I had a underbite like stuff like that but like I would have known my culture and I would have known been deep in the culture would have known the language the mother language you know but like Mm -hmm. just thinking about it is like I don't really think about as much because I just know in my heart that that wasn't the my my life yeah but, like, I wouldn't have been blessed with the opportunity to have such good sports and coaches and trainings and, you know, like, just stuff that, like, we're just so blessed to have in America. Medication, Absolutely. you know. Um, and it's, it's like, it's a hard to, like, look at your life like that. Some people really get it. Like, I've met a ton of adopted people and they, they're good at, like, going back and forth with what what their life would have been if they didn't weren't adopted but for me I just kind of like I was adopted that's it like I (laughs) I love that you know like I just don't think about it because I just think it's a huge blessing to be blessed to live a life that I am now like I don't need to think about something else that wasn't supposed to happen you know happen absolutely Mm -hmm. so that's how I feel about it 
I bet you a lot of people are different. I'm just different from, you know, we all of us adopted people have different adoption stories and different feelings about things. So that's just for my sure. Point of view, you know, for sure. But yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Look at this you, girl. This is such a hot seat. <laughs> talking about things like this. This is crazy. But it's also really cool. <laughs> no, for sure. I love this. It's like I'm getting to see like a side of you. And I'm sure your viewers are getting to see a side of you that they don't always get to see, you know? Yeah, it's true. I don't, I'm and a very... So cool. I'm a very sacred. I'm a sacred person, sacred and secretive person. I'm not for sure. Only if you really know me really well, I will talk to you and I'll have like, you know, messages or like real people that really know me. I'm a very nice person. (laughs) Not (laughs) I'm I'm crazy, but like, yeah, I'm a very I'm all for friends and family. Like, I die for my friends, for sure. 100%. Oh, absolutely. Like, you 100%. literally have a heart of gold. Okay. I don't go that far. But, but it's true. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Everything that I've gone through and my trauma that I've gone through, it's just, like, you don't really think about yourself. You think about others first. And I think that's why I was so into social work back in, like, and just helping others and you know it's a thing for sure i love yeah. that yeah that is just like <laughs> music to my ears because it like shows that you literally found peace and comfort through something that was not peaceful and not comforting in that moment yeah. and have been able to cope with it in a positive way because yeah. you don't want anyone else to have to go through something similar that you have and it's good to know there's people like you out there (laughs) yeah it's true and like I do talk about talk about my adoption in my first season episode one Mm -hmm. episode one and two are probably the hardest episodes I have ever done on Shalia Hope's um why is that because episode one was about adoption and about everything that I went through and then episode two was about um, my childhood trauma, like full on everything <gasps> to oh the T and details. And it was like, it was crazy. When I posted that one, I was the most nervous because I was yeah, like, my, sure. everyone's going to know who I am now. Like everyone's going to understand. And like, yeah, I've been called a lot of things in my life and because of my childhood trauma, I've dealt had to dealt with a lot of negative responses from people because of my behaviors towards mm-hmm. others because they mm-hmm. were just reactions because of the trauma I've had and mm-hmm. so like the coping mechanism uh, the copingness of having them and just mm-hmm. learning to deal with it and then figure it out like I've like in college, I really came out as like a really mean person and people mm-hmm. used to hate me and people mm-hmm. used to talk about me. And then I had just a crazy phase of just partying and like just all that stuff. And it was all yeah. stemming from my trauma because I was so good at holding it in since like 12th grade. And my everything is when college just it, and it just became a huge sure. thing. 
and the coping mechanisms were helping and it was unhealthy it was just crazy so like with with that it's just like like people have seen me in a whole different way and I think that's why I kind of made this podcast I don't know why I'm talking about this weird but it's because (laughs) it's literally why I made this podcast was to prove to people like you can judge a person from their outside so much and just keep on talking about them and keep on ridiculing them and judging them. But when you meet their inside of their self person, like their real self and their heart, then you mm-hmm. can realize like, oh, sh- oh, crap. Like this person has gone through it. Like I will never like have a sign or tell you like what I've been through or like, in person because like there's some people that don't deserve that story like I've really had to follow the spirit in my life to not tell my story to certain people and to tell my story to certain people because certain people will tell other people and twist everything and it's not it's toxic and then you have some people that really understand you and just want to get to know you because they love you and care for you so for me I've had to grow up just trying to figure out who to like and who not to like and who to trust and who not to trust when I was young. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm really fast with people. Like a lot of people just bring me to parties and bring me around people just because I can read people and I have like just this gift of discernment, really. Yeah. And it's just because I've had to teach myself early to really fill people like I just can fill in somebody's just not a good energy like just gross and I think it's because of my childhood (laughs) yeah because of my childhood because of my childhood trauma and just because of everything I went through and I think it's just crazy and I don't know why I'm talking about this this is crazy like I haven't I haven't actually shared all like everything behind my podcast of why I made it and I think that's funny that I just shared that wow look at, <laughs> look at this um look but, at what yeah. we're doing <laughs> that's the reason why I made this podcast because I want to show people like you cannot judge people by the way they are and the stories you hear and the rumors you hear and the words you people tell you or label you you really have to get to know the person to be able to judge them on your counter like it shouldn't care you shouldn't care but like for me I didn't care and I don't I still don't care about any anyone's like personas or whatever they say they say about me I just want to reach like people that do deal with it and then have just struggled with trying to find a way out of it you know like just people to um, like people know that they have someone there that understands them in a way, you know. So I think that's why I made the podcast, even though I've roasted so many people on this podcast. And yeah, <laughs> and I'm pretty legit on this podcast. I'm it's crazy. I yeah, but it's just wow. Okay, Ari, like dang, you like just brought everything out. It's crazy. <laughs> 
and this is supposed to be about you. you. Like, this is supposed to be about you, not me. This is supposed to be my guest. But I want to know you more. I know, which is funny. Like, you know me already. And I think I forget, like, I know a lot of my friends very well. And they, and I very, I'm, I'm really bad at keeping my friends to a distance, like a certain distance. Mm-hmm. It's true. Like, I've, I've kept a lot of my friends, like my really close friends like you, to a certain distance of knowing me personally, but I will get to know them so well. Like, I could tell them, tell you their whole entire life and how they react to things and stuff like that. It's crazy. But for me, I think I've just kind of held a lot of people at a distance. So I do appreciate that that you said that because I realize that a lot of people don't really know me that are close to me <laughs> I text <laughs> all the time that text me about advice all the time and I'm just like oh okay I can answer that but it's just funny like sometimes we can't answer all like our personal personal questions because we it's just so personal to us but for me it's just like I don't care anymore so that's crazy. But yeah. This is supposed to be about you. Oh my gosh. You're a horrible host. You're doing so good. Host oh also there. <laughs> I love oh. what you like talked about how you like at an early age just had to like learn how to discern. Mm-hmm. And I think that like the Lord really just gives people the gift of discernment to those that like really need it and are going to go through just traumatic experiences and and like are I don't know how to say this like have problems trusting others because like because of experiences and I really feel like that feeling of just oh my goodness, this goes good, is like the spirit. Mm-hmm. Because there are times when I've met people, I remember one time there was this girl, a sister on my mission, um, she gave her testimony. And I'm sure this happened to you too, where, and I mean, you just have such a powerful testimony and you can tell that you really feel what you're saying and that you say, I, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm far from it, but I am trying. Mm-hmm. And there's so many people that, you know, give their testimony and they put on this face mm-hmm. and the spirit does not testify to you in the same way. And yes. I remember this, was this sister on my mission who just like, who gave a testimony. And just because you cry doesn't mean you're going to bring the, tes- the, <laughs> the spirit. It's and I feel like that's a huge misunderstanding. Exactly, it was a huge misunderstanding. And people are like, "I'm gonna cry, and this person's gonna come." Like that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. And she's like sobbing while t- giving her testimony, and I literally, like Talia, felt nothing. Like I literally didn't feel anything, and I was like, I knew that what she was sharing was true, like the divine truth. Like I, I knew that, you know, the gospels were restored, and I knew that we have a father in heaven that loves us and all those things she was sharing was true but she just like after sharing this and like while sharing this I just like felt nothing Mm -hmm. like I didn't feel that like sincere 
broken heart and contrite spirit of her humility to Mm -hmm. the Lord. And, like, of course, that's not, like, my place to judge, you know, what the intentions of her heart is. But what I can say is that it didn't feel the same. Yeah. And I didn't know the sister really well. I didn't really know her situation. And later, I was talking to, you know, some mission companions that she had. And I asked, you know, okay, what was the sister like? And they were like, oh, my goodness, she was terrible. Like, absolutely like so many narcissistic tendencies it was unreal like she was so belittling so rude would tear you down you could never do anything right she had no respect for other people she was a completely different person behind closed doors and she could do nothing wrong and I was like oh my gosh like the Lord literally told me, like, while she's doing her testimony, like, it almost felt like she just, like, wasn't the person that she was trying to show to the world that she was. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had a lot of like that. <laughs> yeah, especially on Open Mic Sunday, the first Sunday of the month. <laughs> no, <it's laughs> like, <true. laughs> my goodness. Actually, for me, it's crazy. Like, I'm not gonna say, like, I'm really good at doing this gift, but for me, it's just the person I can just show up somewhere and I can just feel the people that I will never talk to in that room ever because of the way they are. And it's bad to like tell people this because like, I don't really talk about gifts as much, but for me, that is 100% one of the gifts I have. And it's real, real, because (sighs) there are some people in life that you're going to meet in your life that are toxic and that literally want the worst for you. And I've learned that the hard way, like coming back from Vegas, moving back from Vegas. And it's just like you really have to, when you are off your spirituality and when you're off of the journey that you're taking, wherever, whatever religion you believe in, it, it can get confusing. And you can fall with sometimes the wrong crowd or just with people that aren't as, you know, like deep down that aren't as, like, you shouldn't be there, you know? And that's why I think for me, it really takes time to trust someone and to really find good people in my life as my friends, you know? And then there's some people that I've literally had to cut off in my life because it was just too much. Like, it was just either too much or it was just like, I don't know, it was just like they didn't want to change and they didn't want to grow in their journey. And as you mm-hmm. grow in your journey, you sometimes are going to lose people, but then you're going to gain a ton of more, like, good people that have good intentions that keep you reminded of where you need to be in life, you know? So it's just always that. important to know your surroundings, people. Know if you feel like even if you're not LDS or spiritual, but if you feel that gut feeling 
that you should not be talking to that person or have this weird feeling that means tap out go leave like amen get out of there because it's obviously not somewhere that you need to be and there's obviously something is telling you to go home go away go do something go somewhere else you know (laughs) so I do believe that 100% and I do believe that some people's testimonies are always going to be not genuine you know yeah and that's uh, that's on them like that's you but there are some people that I have like just been struck through sacrament or there are times where I'll bear my testimony and give talks and I don't even remember half the things I say but like I know like I had that feeling like you did good you know but there's only been a couple people that have really struck me like wow like that's amazing like I understand where you're, like where you're coming from, you know. Yeah, and so. struck you in the sense where, like, what they said resonated within you. Is that what you mean? Yeah, and like I could feel like the the spirit just like so strong. Like I would get chills, and like when I get emotional in like a talk, that means that means it was real. <laughs> for me I was like oh that was real girl I'm like the exact same way I know exactly what you're talking about because like I I can't remember who I was telling this to I think it was a Sunday school that was speaking or something but I said I knew that the spirit was real and that this was true when I was having chills hot flashes and chills all at the same time i was like and not going through menopause i was like there is no way this does not come from a higher power because i have and crying at the same time i was like i've never felt anything like this like and i am an emotional person granted but i think the spirit just like touch like hits me in a different way that i've never been hit before and And i believe that And honestly, you hit people in a different way, too. Like, I, she will never say this, but I remember when you came home from your homecoming talk, and you're one of the many speakers that gave a talk that, that I got the children, like, teared up. And that doesn't happen a lot. And I think it was just, like, amazing to see someone that I've known from like since you've been on your mission and then before you're on your mission and now after on your mission, like grow so spiritually, like you've changed so much. I, who was I talking to? Oh, I think I was talking to Jacob. I was talking to Jacob about you. Mm-hmm. And we were you're t- talking we were, to Jacob play. Yeah. We were texting and I was like, uh-huh. she's so different now. Like I'm so proud. It's like, seeing her as the baby she was like literally I don't know why I just felt like so like like the way you were before your mission and just so like confused and didn't want to know didn't know but then when you went on your mission it was like a struggle but like you were amazing but when you came back man you were like the most like I don't even under I don't even know like you found your spiritual power and your voice Oh my goodness, that means so much. You're so sweet. But you did. Like, it it just, it makes me awestruck because you really did. 
and it just makes me happy because like the conversations that you and me have now like through texting are really deep and like meaningful and very spiritual and and I love it I love that that it was because the conversations we had before before you were (laughs) went on a mission was so like what are you talking about like it was just like why don't you understand it like I literally would yell at my phone she's like why does she not understand this but like now it's just like it's amazing to have someone understand something so sacred and so spiritual on the same level and just like have that same feeling because there's not a lot of them like that there's not a lot of us like that that are just very spiritual but very like sacred about it you know and that can't just have the power of of god's words that can impact so many other people's lives even if they're not lds or just you know are our closest friends it's it's crazy it's a it's a true thing I truly I truly I truly believe it so kudos to you yay (laughs) are you still there hello hello oh my gosh I can't hear her we're having technical difficulties I wonder if it's still hold on sorry Hello. Let's see. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I was so awkward because I was totally talking to myself. (laughs) Can you hear me? I don't know. I I can can hear you now. Okay. I said that was so awkward because I was talking to myself and I was like, hello. (laughs) (laughs) But I saved it. So it's okay. It's fine. Okay, you can supposed to on the you can post it anyways. Yeah, I can do two (laughs) different parts, so don't even worry about. (laughs) That's so funny. I was giving you a compliment. How amazing you are, spiritually. Oh my gosh, stop! And that oh, that's all of you, girl. I know it is not like how much you've changed since your mission, and how proud I was to see you up there, and just like your spirituality is just amazing. And I just you love, are so sweet. I know. I just love our Thank conversations so now because they're so spiritual. And I'm like, if you guys know me, like I'm a very spiritual person, but I'm also very sacred with that type of stuff. So for sure. But she I'm, really is, guys. I'm very, <laughs> but I'm a very rebellious person when it comes to being LDS. I am not your typical LDS person. I'm not gonna lie. I try my best though. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, I don't even know um, what happened. Well, thank you for that. You're so got... sweet. And I think yeah. the same thing about you. Stop. It takes one to know one. Oh, so. stop. But man, you're amazing. Thank you. But this was, I think our podcast that we had was amazing. Like what we just recorded, like people are going to be, it's going to make a difference. But do you have any more questions or want to see? Um, I agree. Thank you so much for letting me be part of this and of course. talk to you. And you have to send me the link too. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I usually people. send it on Instagram and I'll tag you. So just spread it around and it goes on Facebook as well of my new podcast that drops. But 
I'm just grateful. I always say this on my podcast. Like, I have the best of friends. They are the most, like, I'm always honored to be in their lives. And I'm very honored to be in your life. To just, oh my gosh. It's just amazing. Same like, I sister. love it. I love it. And I'm just crazy, like, how the tides have turned on this podcast. I never thought I'd be in the hot seat. So, and <laughs> what we talked about was really, like, it was good because I think it was supposed to happen. But, but yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Do you have anything else that you want to say? <laughs> um, honestly, like, nothing really that comes to mind. I just wanted to thank you so much for letting me be part of this and for everything. Like, you were just so wonderful, so... Well, Thank I you. appreciate it. I love and you so much. If it goes well, my I'll have you again, hopefully, as a guest. Maybe you and me and Lynette. We'll see. That'd I would love lot. that. That would that's, be so that'd great. Be a lot. <laughs> but okay. Yeah. Anyways, I completely agree. <laughs> I do appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you everyone for listening. Um, and I will talk to you later, Ari. Perfect. Thank you. Have a great day. Awesome. See ya.